0: You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network Podcast. WW Tiki Room, thanks for downloading the show. Thank you for listening to the show on Sorcerer Radio. I'm Al John.
1: And I'm Kristen.
0: And it is post-Turkey Day. So hope everyone had a great and happy Thanksgiving. It is Black Friday my favorite time of the year
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's not you can't stand black friday
0: i like shopping online which is something that you need to do right now if you go to www.tikiroom.com and click on our amazon link and tell all your friends support our show another way you can do it is checking out Kristen and booking your trip with her at magicaljourneysvacations.com now why do people need to choose you why do they need to book with a travel agent instead of directly with disney
1: Well, because I know an awful lot about Disney. I've been pretty much about 50 times to just Disney World. So I know the parks inside and out, and I can give them advice. I apply discounts when they're released, which Disney does not do. Disney wants your money. But uh, yeah, those are just a couple of things that you get by uh, using me as an agent.
0: Why wouldn't people want to save money and help out their friends that they listen to every single week?
1: That I don't know.
0: Yes do it do yourself a favor we want to help you save money and you need to help us because we love doing the show for you every single week speaking of love it is the season for giving and d magical education who diane's going to be our guest later on on the show you're going to hear is giving away books to help your kids have fun there at the parks and enjoy but also tony castelnova from disney by the numbers and disney parks podcast also giving away a book disney by the numbers isn't that cool
1: yes very cool
0: so we have raffle copters for that, and click our website at www.teakroom.com for more information on how you can win. Just register every single day and promote it through social media. It's that simple. So thank you to D-Magical Education, and thank you to Tony Castelnova.
1: You know what? I have a contest, too. No. What's that? My contest, you can win Joffrey's Coffee. It's a gift set. It has a travel mug as well as... A pound of the Finch Bistro Disney Parks uh,
0: coffee. Ooh, that sounds great. Hey, and you know what? I have a contest, too. You could win Star Wars art from Brian Rude.
1: Now, see, these are all great things you can either keep yourself or you can give them as a gift.
0: That's right, and you should. Uh, Once again, check out Disney.com for more details. We'll have it in our show notes, as well as Jedi Musketeer. my website. We'll have it in our show notes, too. Our cats are just hanging out. We're not even in the studio right now. We're just having coffee here this morning. So I hope you enjoy our show, our Black Friday edition, and we'll be back with more great Disney fun.
2: Be a force for good and a very important sorcerer.
0: The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? Broadcasting
3: live from Music City.
0: Walt Disney's WDW Tiki Room. the show about all things Disney.
3: Hey, Michael, me mi amigo. Pay attention, it's show time. So it is. And what darling people I have sitting under
0: me. With Kristen and Al. John, We better start the show rolling. Welcome to WDW Teak Room, the show about all things Disney on Sorcerer Radio. And you are listening to the Black Friday edition of the program. I hope you had a great turkey day. Uh, we appreciate our friends at the we Be Geeks Network of podcasts out there hosting our show. And uh, we encourage everyone to uh, listen to all those great geeky podcasts and speaking of geeky podcasts we're here with a couple geeky podcasters of course the illustrious wife miss dining at disney.com herself Kristen. hello we're here joined by mr disney podcaster on twitter host of disney parks podcast as well as the website guy with the book a brand new book that's out right now he's no stranger to this show or any of the other podcasts that we do mr tony castle nova from disney by the numbers how are you sir
3: i am doing fantastic
0: and how are you guys all doing uh, we're doing good, and now Kristen's joining us again live from Tel Aviv, fifteen-minute delay. How are you?
1: Hopefully better.
0: Okay, I sound better. We're good. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're sounding better. So we are talking about, of course, uh, Black Friday. We've got some Black Friday shoppers. This is our annual Black Friday show, and there's so many things that that people need to get and want to get for their Disney fan. One of those things happens to be books, and I'm a big fan of books. Tony's got a brand new book out, Disney by the Numbers. It's just hitting Amazon. It's the it's a bestseller on the Disney Amazon list, right, Tony?
3: I, I'm, it bounces off the Amazon charts. It's number one. It's number eighteen. It's number one twenty eight. So see, it's Tony, all over you're,
0: the place. You're, you're not you're not following me. I'm saying it's number one. It is number one. It's thing. number one in my <laughs> heart. It's number one in your heart. Number one in your mind. Number one in your heart. Tony That's Casanova. Right. That's right. Disney by the Numbers. It's a book of all kinds of facts and figures. And if you haven't followed at uh, D-B-T-N on Twitter. That's Disney by the numbers on Twitter. It's just chock full of just interesting facts. Tony, why now? Why did you put the book out now? What what, what was the impetus
3: behind that? I found somebody that would actually publish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken about seven years of, uh, you know, going door to door, sending uh, book proposals and uh, you know, just trying to find somebody that, you know, is willing to do it. You know, the whole problem with the book is there's no story in it. There's no storyline. There's no characters. It's just facts. It's, it's not even like the trivia stuff. It's just facts. So it's, a, it's almost like the Guinness Book of World Records. It's just facts about well, who's the largest, who's the tallest, who's the biggest, who's the longest. It's all those kind of things. So uh, those, I think, are, you know, it's a niche product. So it, it's a niche for that. And then the fact that it's a Disney niche, you know, really shrinks the the amount of people. I think, uh, and that's probably what publishers were thinking: is like, who am I going to sell this to, and how am I going to market this book? So, uh, I even got a book years ago on how to write a book proposal. There's a book on how to write a book proposal. Um, and so, what did we learn from that book proposal, Tony? <laughs> I learned that that author is full of hell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. Uh yeah. I'm going to go. I'm gonna have to I'm going to have to bleep that out. That's hilarious. No, but no, but that's good though because you know, everybody claims to be an expert this that, and the other, but th- there's nothing uh, I guess, for, for hardcore Disney fans, they want right. facts. They want figures. Yeah. They want to know the ins and outs. And this book definitely does that. And if you're interested right. in the book yourself, uh, once again, check out DisneyByTheNumbers.com and click on that book, yeah. uh, Disney By The Numbers by Tony Casanova, Facts and Figures About the Walt Disney World Theme Parks and Resorts. And uh, just recently came out, and it is number one on our Amazon list, for yeah. sure. Now, Now, did you... When compiling all these facts, Disney by the numbers, your website, many, many yeah. years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're one of the first, you know, to be on there as Disney fan sites promoting Disney. Was that the end uh, the end game for you? I want to publish a book. Was that always
3: the, the no. course for you? The You know, the book was, you know, the, it, you know it, it's crazy how it started. It started with, um, you know, when I was a cast member back in the 90s, there was this book that they used to give us. Uh, it was called "That's a uh, That's a Fact." It was these tiny little pocket books that they nice. used to give us. Uh, this is one of the original ones that I got back in the nineties. I won't show my manager's name on the back because I don't know if he's an employee still. Uh, but it was just filled with facts. So I used to go, "Oh wow, these are you know they're really cool." Uh, and then it you know it became like TV shows. Like the History Channel had that long series on you know all of the different parks. And that, those shows were chock-filled with facts. And then I started recording them and then writing down all these facts. It started on Excel, started on Word documents. Then I got a, a book writing uh, software. Uh, and, you know, as a geek, I, you know, a couple of things happened. You know, that book, uh, not, it wasn't a book in my head. It was just facts. And it was, uh, you probably guys all know, Leo Laporte uh, call for help. He had a a television show on tech TV, and he was talking about this software called Rapid Weaver. So if you had an Apple computer, you had this Apple software where you can go in and type, blah, 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 hit publish, and it would create a website. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm an idiot when it comes to the whole web building thing. I have no idea how to do it. Uh, I don't want to be bothered (laughs) with the technology. I just want to be able to put stuff in there, hit a button, and then be done with it. And uh, I went out and got a Mac. I got the software, and the website came up. So people started going to the website and enjoying the facts. I got emails from college kids and high school kids saying, hey, I used your website as research for, you know, a paper I was writing on Disney or a paper I was writing on, you know, facts or, or whatever. So it all became that, and then I said, well, wait a minute. Maybe it would be great to publish these in a book that people could, you know, Carry around with them or bring them to the parks. I mean, nowadays everybody, unfortunately, has one of these, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and the book is now becoming an obsolete device, uh, you know, to carry around. But you know what? I still think that Disney geeks like us uh, enjoy the the hard tactile feel of a book. I know I do. I know I like. I have hundreds of books. Uh, on my bookshelf, all about Disney that I like to flip through, and that was another place that I went and got research. I went and got old Disney books by different Disney Imagineers and authors, and, and everybody has facts in them and things like that, and pull some of those out, and boom, out came a book. So, well, I
0: tell you, it, it's it's a great book, and once again, if you're into knowing great facts, and yes, I, I believe it's you know it's trivia. You want to talk about how long it takes to construct yeah. the castle? you know, or how many bricks or fake bricks there are in the castle, you know, all right. kinds of just weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tony's book is definitely for you. I think it's a, a great book for people that want to know more about the Disney parks. Um, so all in all, the amount of time it took you to compile this and to put it into <laughs> Libro form, the book form, if you will. Yeah. How much time did you think you've spent on this book?
3: <sighs> Probably about seven years total Lord. from start to finish. That's that's quite impressive. Probably maybe even longer. I you know the website's been out for about nine now, so maybe a couple on the front end of that. So maybe yeah, probably around yeah seven to nine years now putting it's it never, all together. It's never ending in and the, it's never done. Yeah. yeah, in in that seven. Listen, years. If Disney keeps building things. You know, Walt Disney Construction World, of, as I now have named it. Uh, you know. Listen, this book will never be done. I can do version two through uh two hundred and ten and still probably, you know, not be done. I, I'm talking, you know, next on my list is I'd love to do a Disneyland one. I'd love to, you know, be able to do the uh you know, Disney Paris and Shanghai and uh Hong Kong and Tokyo. I'd love to, you know, be able to get enough facts about those. Uh I'm talking I am thinking about doing a dateline book, kind of like you know, from the very start of the Disney company and then show like a chronological of how the parks and the movies and the characters and all kind of ga- came into development. Um, I do something on my site called Dateline Disney uh, that I hope maybe I can uh, do more research on that and turn that into a book. So there are other things. You know, I like that, that idea. I could work on. Yeah. I like that idea of the, the Disney timeline. One
1: would be cool.
3: Yeah. 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 I don't know if it would kind of like be a pullout thing. You know, you keep pulling out pages. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know. And the guy who did this, I really, you know, I have to thank uh, Bob over at Theme Park Press. Uh, he's got a ton, a ton of Disney books uh, about uh, Jim Corkus is one of his, you know, really featured uh, authors. He does a lot of stuff with Jim. Uh, and Jim's got great content. But he's got some, you know, great Imagineers, people that we've had on the podcast um Lori Santini who is the Synergy Manager under Eisner. Um and, and just you know, a great ton of people. So, you know, go out to Theme Park Press and uh, uh I know Sam Genoway has done some things with Bob, but you'll you'll enjoy the, the, the books he has published there.
0: It's an easy read, and it's definitely one for yeah. the Disney fan in your household, for you or someone else to make great gifts. Fourteen ninety five on Amazon. You can follow our Amazon link or simply go by DisneyByTheNumbers.com and have Tony actually uh, sign a book for you, right? They can do that. Yep.
3: yep. You can order it off my website. I will sign it, and then I actually number them. Uh, and then on there, you'll see a DBTN book tracker. And uh, each book is numbered, and you can see where, what number you're, you know, where you fall in the list of, you know, the books that have uh, been signed and numbered. So you can see one for Bob, which is kind of pulled out of a commission. (laughs) <laughs> <and> john <Lassiter's laughs> <that are laughs> I, I
0: i love it number one is your mom i love that <laughs> number
3: one is mom yeah.
0: that is that is that is yeah. awesome and then you know yeah. so definitely check that out the, the book tracker is a very that's funny i love that yeah. robert eiger john Lasseter, yeah. um that is that is hilarious yeah it's yeah. gonna
3: be fun to you know if everybody you know would have a number you know it's, it's the, the website's based on numbers, you know, everything starts with the number. So I thought it would be, you know, entertaining to, uh, number everybody's books before I send them out to them. I-
0: I love that. Yeah. Uh, another thing you've mentioned is your podcast. So Disney yeah. Parks podcast is happening twice a week. You yeah. and your co-host John Donahue are a great dynamic duo, if I may <laughs> say so myself. It's entertaining. It's a lot of fun. You need to subscribe. Of course, we've had both of you guys on our show before in our various podcasts. But yeah. what, what's it like transitioning from publisher and Podcaster, do you feel like they're one and the same? You're just a big Disney fan, or or has it been a little bit of a transition for you because you've been doing the podcast for a number of years now? Yeah, uh, you're, I consider you a podcast veteran, but what's it like for you being part of the the podcasting
3: community? Uh, I love podcasting. Uh, it, you know, it, it's fun because it, number one, you can I can talk about Disney ad nauseum, and it's either you want to listen or you don't want to listen. If you don't want to listen, that's fine. I, I get it. Uh, you know, If somebody were to come to me and talk about politics all day, I'd probably go, oh, yay, yay. So <laughs> if you're a Disney fan and you want to hear two geeks just talking about Disney, uh, come to Disney Parks Podcast. Uh, we try to have uh, one news show and one interview. Uh, we've kind of been slacking on the interview uh, just because I've been consumed with the book and John's been consumed with uh, some other things. But uh, hopefully during the Christmas break, I'm going to stack up uh, a bunch of interviews and we're going to get the interview machine rolling again. Uh, you know, re- I'm trying real hard to get Michael Eisner on. That is my goal. I will have him on the show. But I heard recently from uh, a couple of sources that uh, he can't talk about Disney until Bob Iger retires. So listen, as soon as Bob is out.
1: That's so weird. Yeah,
3: he made a promise to Iger that he wouldn't do interviews about Disney. Uh, until Bob is out of uh, his term, why that knucklehead would make such a promise, uh, and now I got re-upped until like 2017. So now I got to wait until 2017 to get Eisner on. But I, I believe,
0: yeah, I have a I have a firm belief that Bob is going to put his p- political uh, machinations on hold until he till Star Wars Land is over.
3: Yeah, because I yeah. believe
0: he made a personal promise to George Lucas to see his vision. Come to fruition.
3: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think he wanted to see sh- Shanghai open, and yeah. I think he wants to get Star Wars done, and uh, I think he'll be out. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll be sad to see him go. I, I'm not a fan of the person that may be taking over, uh, only because he was the CFO, and usually that is a bean counter, and that is not the person I want running the parks. I want somebody like Lassiter who has a passion for making great entertainment and great park experience and not worried about, are we going to make a dollar off of this space?
1: What you want is the right brain person to run parks and not a left brain person.
3: Correct. Absolutely correct. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I, you know, it's like watching, you know, your mother-in-law drive off a cliff in your Maserati. <laughs> you hate to see her go but it's you know it's in your favorite car <laughs> uh,
0: well you touched on something with the books it took you 7 years to put together the books and the that's disney right. parks and the disney company has changed tremendously over 7 years yeah. and that's not to say that it won't change more in the time that bob agger has left in the director's chair so having said that you you know you you're you're we're putting it out there there are you know, nothing is set in stone, as they say. Your future has not been written yet, so make it a good one, right, Marty yeah, McFly, right. And Doc Brown. Yeah. So, you—I mean, I, that's not Disney, of course, but Disney, of yeah. course, with Bob, Iger, with a, uh, with a, uh, uh, Disney did pass on that franchise. Can you believe they passed on Back to the Future? I, I, I you can <laughs> for that one. Oh, I know, right? So, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It, 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 there's, there's so many, um, there's so many different things that could. Take place between now and then, yeah. uh, some of those things taking place happen to deal a lot with the um, the placement of of Star Wars in the parks. but let me ask you this yeah. with the changes happening in the parks, where do you see a franchise like the Muppets um, in in the future of the Disney parks?
3: yeah you know I keep hearing rumors you know it 's going to close it 's not going to close it 's going to close it 's not going to close. Uh, I I think it's going to be moved. (laughs) That is, I hope, the best intention. I have a feeling they're going to want to use that space that is now where the Muppets thing attraction. I even heard recently that Pizza Planet, uh, somebody said it's going to become a Muppet restaurant. I I don't think so because I think they're going to consume that space. It's
1: closing for refurbishment.
3: Yeah. It's closing
1: for refurbishment an extended refurbishment. I have a feeling it's going to be some Star Wars. Yeah.
3: So, I, you know, does it fit in the Hollywood studios? Yes, I think it does. I just think it needs to be moved to uh, another place, you know, maybe over by the mermaid and the courtyard with the other type of Mm -hmm. kids type uh, things, which will be close to Toy Story Land. Uh, I think that might be a better place for it. But I think it should stay. I don't think it should go. You know, I, I think they. I think that brand could even be made bigger in the parks. I don't think they're using enough of that brand in the parks. Well,
0: I mean, is it possible that we could see the Muppets transition to a place um, where they're doing late night with Miss Piggy in the old American Idol Theater? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. You know, I mean, we could definitely do that. And they have Disney Junior puppets. There's no reason why they can't have puppeteers do uh, some type of show or something that's a little bit different than Muppet Vision 3D. I mean, I
3: could see a Muppet land. I mean, there's enough Muppet fans that, you know, I think it would uh, draw the adults, the kids, the teens and everybody. Um, And with the TV show back on the air, he could have
1: his own restaurant, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could have uh, Frog Legs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. And bacon, frog legs, bacon. Yeah, we could, we could definitely see that happening. How-
1: Popcorn shrimp.
0: <laughs> Popcorn shrimp. Oh, yeah, exactly. Pepe would love that. Uh, once again, this is WWT Teakroom, the show about all things Disney. Uh, we are recording this live via Blab, and this is our Black Friday edition. If you would like, uh, please check out www.teakroom.com, because not only can you click our links to Amazon so you can purchase Tony's book, Disney by the Numbers, but you can also get a great deal on Black Friday stuff for the Disney fan, a lot of great books that I love, coffee table books. I'm a big fan of that. I know mm-hmm. Tony and Kristen is too. Uh, with Mar- Marvel, Star Wars and of course Disney and I was uh, promoting the Marty Scalar book. You like that Marty Scalar book, don't you?
3: Uh which one the the the, first, the it, new it, and the Lord of the
0: Uh Dream it do it is uh, what I was uh, promoting yeah, on my last year.
3: Yeah, I haven't gotten that yet. I'm going to have to get a copy of that. Yeah, you know I'm sure I, it'll be cheaper on Amazon than it was in the parks. Yeah, they, <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, but
0: please check out com for all of our uh, backlog of podcasts and shows. Uh, we are talking with Tony Castelnova, the author of Disney by the Numbers, available on Amazon and, it, uh, and, of course, on his website at Disneybythenumbers.com and, of course, co-host of Disney Parks Podcast. All the different changes going on in the Disney parks right now, which one of those changes are you most excited about?
3: Ooh, being a local um, and not always wanting to go to a park, especially some of the year I'm looking probably most forward to the Disney Springs being finished. Uh, you know, they uh, they have Mary motors, uh, which is great, great restaurant, Boat uh, boathouse, which is great. STK is coming. I think by the end of the year, they put up that building so fast. It's incredible. I, I I think they just dropped the dropped the whole building. in. <laughs> um, and then Art Smith and Rick Bayless is coming and Edison and uh, this Neverland restaurant. Uh so I'm looking forward to all those kind of things. Uh yeah. I think it'll Neverland be a fun place to hang out. Well, we hang out there quite
0: frequently. You know, Kristen, myself, when we come down, we make it a point to to see you and hang out. And uh, we do love Morimoto's. Kristen, you, did you post your review on Morimoto's yet?
1: I haven't gotten to that yet.
0: Okay. Well, we, yeah. we love I Morimoto's.
1: Have, I still have, like, four more dining <laughs> reviews, maybe five more that I have to write.
0: What is it about Morimoto's that you like so much? It Tony? takes me a while.
3: Uh, you know what I like? I, I like that you can... Uh, if you want to go with a full on meal, you can do that. You can get everything from, uh, you know, really expensive pecan, uh, a pecan. If I could talk today, beacon can duck or if you want to go with something small like a little bunch of uh, dim sum or some su- sushi or some orange chicken, you really can pick. You know, it can be very cheap or it can be very expensive and you get to decide uh, what that is. And that's really what I like about it. actually somebody uh, texted me and I'm going there again Sunday. It's like, I don't know, my fifth or sixth time there since <laughs> the place is open. I mean, I might as well have a punch card. <laughs> it's a, as often as I'm there.
1: No and kidding! It, it's not even open two months, and you've been there that many times. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like once a week.
3: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And here's the thing: if you can't get a reservation on Disney's website, go to Open Table, because I find it's easier to make a reservation there on Open Table than it is on the Disney website. Every time I go to the Disney website, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing.
1: Speaking of open table, did you know that the boathouse is also on open table?
3: Yes. And that's the other place that if you want a good reservation, use open table.
1: Yeah, because you can go to the Disney website and it might say ten o'clock is the only reservation mm-hmm. available, but if you go to open table, it'll show that there's one at like eight thirty. Yeah. So yeah, but- we did that. The only one thing I did want to say, um, because you, you had mentioned the boathouse before, was um it is extremely noisy mm-hmm. in there because yeah. we went. Alton and I went again when we were down there, and I decided I've got one of those. Um, what is it called? They reads a decibel.
0: Decibel reader.
1: Decibel. Yeah. Look how loud it was.
0: It was over hundred decibels. Wow. We we were like actually. It's like be
1: being at a sporting event.
0: Yeah, we were we were there, and I think at one point you did reach
3: about 100 decibels in that place. Now, which room were you uh, sitting in?
1: The same one we went,
3: oh, the, the one with the, the, bar.
1: the smaller bar. Yeah,
3: yeah. okay.
0: You know, yeah. I, I found that uh, if we went there earlier and took an early reservation, it wouldn't be as bad or a very late reservation, but I don't like to right. eat too late because then I'm going to, you know, most of the night I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to have to sit yeah. up and, and digest my food. So... Trying to avoid that place during the, the, the hardcore dis- dinner times is, is uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just a, a pain. You, wanna, you won't be able to enjoy the conversation. And yeah. last time that we ate together, we were all mm-hmm. sitting there and a bunch of businessmen came in and they were literally on top of you, Tony. And I hated that. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally, when we sat down originally at the boathouse, I told Kristen, I said, I just want to get up and leave. Like, I, I was yeah. that miserable. But it ended yeah. up being a, a, good, a good time. Yeah, uh,
3: the food yeah. is good. The food is good if you can tolerate, you know, the noisy room. And, you know, they have that one other room off to the side that actually has doors. And they only seem to be really using that during events. But they should offer that to guests that don't want to sit in the noisy environment. Say, listen, we have a room. We can close the doors. And it's not as crazy. that. That would be a better choice. The other problem is everything is wood. The floors wood, the ceilings wood, the bars wood. Everything is wood or it's glass, and everything bounces around like a giant tin can. So
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's sounds, yeah, it's not acoustically uh, treated properly.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. And that. here's my other yeah, here's my other tip for you too. Uh, they do not take tables in Wonderland. Uh, sometimes you can squeeze out an annual pass discount. I think we did, which is ten percent. But I just read that DVC members are now entitled to a fifteen percent uh, discount, uh, except on alcohol. Oh wow! Okay. And that uh, 15% discount is also good on the AmphiCar ride.
0: Wow, okay. So next so- time we're going with you because you're a DVD. <laughs> So we're gonna all have to
3: pile boat Tony. no yeah we're, we're
0: gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to all pile into a car and say Tony we're going on a boat ride we're gonna take a little Cadillac and go out in the middle of the lagoon
3: uh, <laughs> I, excuse me, can I have 10 people in my car please
0: <laughs> we, 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 make it a stretch make it yeah. a stretch <laughs> yeah uh, right. on, on a boat right. uh, once again uh, Tony it's so great to have you on the show um, the the things you're most excited about being Disney Springs if you were Bob Iger. oh boy all right here's a question, and you had to change any aspect of the park or bring in something to it to plus the guest experience at the Walt Disney World Resort. What would it be?
3: I'd lower prices. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know, there's a I, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on right now that uh, I think, you know, and it's really almost from my selfish point of view, being a local annual pass holder, that those things drive me crazy. Um, you know, as a probably a one time guest, you probably won't notice them, and you probably just come in, you have your vacation, and you leave, and you're gone. And that's, you know, that's, I guess, what Disney, you know, is aiming for those people, not for me. Um, you know, it's gotten very crowded. It's, it's very hard, I think, and I've heard this from various people to get a fast pass. Or, you know, people are now expecting this entitlement to be able to go on you know, all the attractions on their their wish list for that day. And Disney can't deliver on that experience anymore. Um, you know, I hear this all the time from, you know, various people in the parks say, you know, I'm coming down, it's a once-in-a-lifetime vacation, and I can't get to Splash Space and, and Thunder Mountain uh, on a single trip. I got to, you know, try and make two visits to that park to do that. Is that, you know, Disney's... You know, M.O. is to trying to get you to go to the parks multiple times? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, because then they get your money twice rather than once. And being that the Magic Kingdom is the most expensive park on the list, maybe that's by design. But it's those kind of things that I think that, you know, I think they have to take into account. It was also, you know, I was reading that, you know, Disney is building a lot more hotel space. And... They've, I guess, created their own problem that, you know, everybody takes Magical Express, which means that they're all typically staying on property, but now the park capacity can't tolerate that many hotel guests because hotel stays are up here, park capacity is below that, so... You know, that's why parks have to shut down now, because everybody goes. They have no place to go. They don't have a car. So they're not going to SeaWorld. They're not going to Universal unless they take, uh, you know, Uber or taxi or some kind of shuttle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they've created their own problem of, you know, people staying on property and all wanting to go to the parks. Um, I'm sure you guys saw this week, even the crowds. And and we haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet.
0: Yeah, it's going to be extra, extra uh, crowded. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to get a little bit worse. Kristen, do you suggest, and Tony chime in, do you feel that it is time for a fifth gate?
1: Yes, I do. Because of the part of the problem is, like Tony said, of the amount of rooms that Disney has. They added to every single deluxe resort, Disney vacation club. Mm hmm. And anybody who has sat through the Disney Vacation Club presentation knows that they focus very much on these other experiences that are available at those resorts. Whether it be horseback riding or, you know, I'm trying to think of something else, playing horseback, golf. You know, there's uh, all these other things and yeah. that mm-hmm. they offer at resorts that are, are the deluxes. But those people aren't necessarily going to do those things. And I think Disney thought that they could get more people involved in spending money in addition to the cost of park tickets to go do these, uh, these other experiences. Well, they're they're still going to the park. So I think it's either you lower the cost of, you know, DVC, you may, maybe you give DVC free theme park passes. They don't have to pay for it. It's included in the cost of their, DVC for whatever you know you you come up with an allotment of this many pa- x number of passes, and then those people might spend money on doing some of those other things because they're not feeling well. I paid for my my tickets. I don't want to miss out on the parks.
3: Yeah. It's the, the only
1: other alternative.
3: Yeah, so you know they had some uh, events recently. I think they were kind of testing that theory, Kristen. Uh, they had that culinary event at the Contemporary for DBC guests. The problem is that price was one hundred ninety nine dollars a person. You got a family mm-hmm. of four. I'm not dropping eight hundred dollars to spend a day with, you know, some Disney. Hopefully, it was a good Disney chef. You know, right? <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't a sous chef over at the All Star Resorts uh you know to to i don't know i think it was like a 2 hour event uh and a three course dinner but that's a lot of money you know for a family mm-hmm. of four really so yeah know. they have to lower the price on those things if you want dvc people to be involved in other activities they have to be at a price that a family of four family of six uh can afford and i don't think 200 dollars is the price point i would be shooting for you know, it
0: seems to me that if I was to build another park or another type of attraction, wouldn't a Disney museum like uh, uh, the archives be a great place to to open up oh, yeah. somewhere? Yeah. You know, I've always thought that having, you know, you have this great resource, you have a lot of, a lot of memorabilia, ride vehicles, those type of things. And I think integrating it somehow into a, a Disney museum and then doing some other and bringing some other attractions into the fold like, you know, I don't know maybe they could move the carousel of progress into something like that maybe they yeah. could you know move older uh, uh recreations of older disney attractions and make that part of of another gate i mean you have to consider you know what else could they do to uh to to bring that other gate in and you know you miss the boat with star wars as they're integrating star wars to bring up the attendance at hollywood studios they're going to make you know, uh, animal kingdom into an all day experience bringing in Pandora. So that should help alleviate some things. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe the, maybe the, they are making changes in that respect, but who knows, you know? Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah. There's another rumor going around too, that there's something going on with uh, ESPN, um, that it's unutilized and it's not really, uh, you know, providing enough profit for the, I mean, the amount of area that ESPN takes up, it's I don't know how many tennis courts and baseball and soccer diamonds and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting that they could utilize that space for something else, something, you know, where it can generate more revenue, you know, per guest, per square foot uh, than it's doing right now, because right now I don't think it's doing it for them. Uh, And I'd love to see that space turned into something besides sports. Uh, not that I'm, you know, I like to watch sports occasionally, but I don't need a whole complex, you know, on property. Move that downtown Orlando if you want to build something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and use that space for something more useful. That that'd be my uh, move. Um, yeah. I'd love to see something go there, a water park or anything. You know, pick something. Right, you know, right. A whole Star Wars park, a Pixar park, uh, whatever park you want to do. Yeah, you know? they they definitely have the, the option of
0: doing it. It's funny that they would take um, a franchise like Star Wars or Pixar and only create smaller worlds instead of actually creating an entire park dedicated yeah. to that franchise, which I understand why they're not. They're still trying to maintain some relevance between classic characters and new wave characters. But, you know... Uh, At what point do you say, you know, we need to really expand and sometimes you need to really make a a huge expanse uh, and and break down the infrastructure to accommodate more guests so that they can all have a a better guest experience. Do you not think? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, You need to, you're going to have to get somebody that is going to make the big move. And, uh, you know, Bob's not going to make the big move. He's, he's. He's he's leaving. He's he's getting out he's getting out of the Disney game. He's not gonna be making his big move. So, you know, maybe Tom will come in and do that. I don't think it's gonna be him. Uh, but hopefully somebody will. Or maybe somebody will, you know, maybe Lasso say to Tom and say, Listen, buddy, uh, it's time for a Pixar park. And you know, they can still leave all the Pixar things where they are. I don't think they have to move them. And then when they're ready to retire them, you know, fine. They're gone and then they can use that space for something else. I mean, mm-hmm. when was the last time you guys were on Toy Story Mania? I
1: mean, it's impossible. <laughs> we was actually it? made
3: it. We uh, actually you, you you were lucky. We did. Yeah. Somebody,
1: somebody, you. somebody the day of canceled
3: one of yeah. Their, yeah.
1: their passes. And so two of them freed up.
3: Yeah.
1: And I was like, ooh. Oh, we have to go. (laughs) this time we have to be at this.
3: Yeah, so you know, you asked me. Yeah, you asked me before. You know, something I like to see change. I'd love to see annual pass holders be given a certain amount of golden tickets. And my definition of a golden ticket is a fast pass that I can use anytime I want on any attraction I choose. So that you know, if I'm in the park one day and you know, oh geez, I want to go on Toy Story Mania, I don't have to try and. Figure it out 30 days in advance. I could just go, hey, uh, you know what? I'm going to use one of my golden tickets and I'm going to go on this today and enjoy it. Has over planning ruined the experience I think overall? So. I yes. think so. Absolutely. You know, my first time in the park was in 1976. And, you know, some of you may.
1: I think it creates stress now. Yeah. Even for people who have, no- like, first time guests that have never been before, so they don't know the you know what these changes are right. from way it used to be. I mean I just helped a friend with hers and she's like, I don't get this fast pass thing. What what do you recommend? You know, and things like that. I was helping her plan our trip. And she's like, it's just kind of overwhelming to to look at all these things and go, Oh, I've I've got to plan dining and I have to figure out what attractions I want to go to and you know, as a first-time guest, that's a lot to have to consider.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you guys probably don't remember back in the day. They used to have just characters coming out of like nowhere. You know, like uh, Baloo used to just walk. Like out they of, do at
1: Disneyland. Yeah, they
3: just walk out of a door. They boom, up up, up. You know, pictures, autographs, tap tap, tap. Not anymore. And, and there's no handler. There's no line. You know, they used to just kind of stroll through Fantasyland or whatever, talking, slapping, high five, and whatever. I don't think you need to put a handler, put a line, get an autograph book. Sometimes it's just nice to see a character just strolling through and, you know, talking to kids and slapping them and, you know, shaking their hands. <laughs> like and, the head.
0: Yeah, bam, you know, hey! You, you, know, you know what, they, you know, they they probably still need a handler these days. But I will tell you this: they that. But they, they can do certainly
3: that. walk in the background. They That's don't have right. to be right there holding the the, the character's hand like he's going to be mugged. I agree. I agree. You know? And you know <laughs> they
0: do that at at Tokyo Disney. They do yeah, that. Sure. And it's really, it's, it's really a nice experience, you know, to just walk out in the middle of uh, Main Street or Adventure Land. And all of a sudden here comes a character. Yeah. But the thing is, they don't get mobbed. I have a feeling that maybe if they do that, the character would get mobbed. And we've seen it happen, uh, mm-hmm. several times before. It makes for very uncomfortable and unhappy parents at times, but that's not to say that they can't just sporadically do that yeah you know yeah. um to to, to heighten the experience i tell you we've had a lot of really eye-opening discussion or ear-opening discussion perhaps yeah. uh with tony today it's been really fun i i really appreciate you joining us on the show and we have a lot more discussion and keep it going over social media at wdw Tiki room at dining at disney at disney by the numbers or at dbtn on twitter uh-huh. uh, tony where can people find you
3: uh, you mentioned all the good places <laughs> uh, at DBTN on Twitter, uh, the Disney parks podcast over at Disney parks, Uh Disney by the numbers uh, website. Uh, you can find me over there. Uh, I'm on Google plus uh, just probably search Disney by the numbers. You'll find me there uh, each day. I try and post, you know, one crazy fact with a bunch of crazy pictures that, you know, kind of represent that fact. Um, so you can find me, uh, you know, doing that all over the place. Facebook. I forgot Facebook. God, how can anybody forget Facebook? <laughs> uh, there's a DBTN book page. If you want to follow the things about the book, there's uh, Disney by the numbers on Facebook and Disney parks podcast on Facebook. So
0: now people can buy the book obviously on Amazon and through your website, yeah. Disney by the Is there any other retailers that are carrying the book at this time?
3: Uh, no physical retailers, uh, we're kind of living in the virtual world, so ebook time uh, too, right? Yep, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you know, there's it's a Kindle version, but it's really a version you get a Kindle app for any mobile device, so you don't have to have a Kindle device these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get the Kindle app for whatever mobile device you have, and you can buy the book on Amazon, and read it virtually if you don't want the, the actual physical copy. The Kindle version is only a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, if you don't want to actually put out the fourteen ninety nine for the physical book, uh, you can do the Kindle version, and it's only a ninety nine. So do that. I urge people to uh, buy it and consume it, however you can, and
0: help yeah. this man out. <laughs> take it with you. Take it
3: with you in the queue because it's a great time killer while you're sitting in that forty minute line. You
0: I have like something it. to
3: do. Uh, and <laughs> you don't can play trivia too, games with your
0: friends. That's too uh, true. And uh, can you tell everybody what's going on with the Disney Parks podcast?
3: Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, we're hoping we're going to come up on five years, six years, five or six years. I'm hoping to do a little soiree, uh, oh. maybe in February. So I don't know if you guys can come down. You might want to Can, wanna can come you do down. it when we're there? <laughs> when are, are you coming down? <laughs> February. <laughs> are you
1: coming in February? Pro- probably the beginning of February, sometime around then. Oh. We have to check the nice – uh, I've got to check the you hockey have, schedule. You may have to do it a little bit at the like end of
3: February. Work. I, I okay. think I can – yeah, I'm looking to get a uh, Bay Lake Tower Grand Villa again. Oh, okay. And uh, we're going to do a you know, – let's see, it'll be seven years Disney by the Numbers, six years Disney Parks podcast, and a DBTN book launch party all in one. Um, and it'll be 15 years for Sorcerer Radio. Wow. Wow. That's – uh, wow. Wow. Fifteen years—that's crazy. Fifteen
0: years, Sorcerer Radio. So, wow. um, it's going to be a really good time, Tony. I, I, you know, when it's time, let's come back, let's revisit that, let's yeah. re- revisit these milestones. It's, it's an incredible time. You're an incredible guy and, and such a great friend of the show. So we appreciate you joining us wow. this Thank morning. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and don't forget DisneyByTheNumbers.com and buy that book, Disney Parks Podcast. We do appreciate. It. Thank you, Tony. Thanks. We'll be back with more WDW Tea Room when we come back on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long at SRSounds.com.
1: I'm Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD. And this is the WDW Tiki Room with Kristen and John on Sorcerer Radio.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding for further traffic clearance. Check out Kristen's new website, MagicalJourneysVacations.com for all your vacation needs. Disney, Universal, Cruise Lines, and more. Thank you for traveling with us. MagicalJourneysVacations.com Have her book your magical vacation today. Hey, Star Wars fans and Disney fans. It's Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio wishing a happy birthday to our friends at Sorcerer Radio. Thanks for 14 great years of Disney entertainment. May the Force be with you. is here. Yeah. Next stage.
1: Next stage Next stage, next grade
0: next stage. The new Sorcerer Radio app version 4.0. Take your favorite Disney park music and SR shows with you everywhere you go. The new Sorcerer Radio app version 4.0. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. We went back to the drawing board with an all new design and features that you've been asking for. ooh infinity and beyond all new design daily schedule page Sorcerer Radio Disney News page keep on screen sleep timer screen lock display Bluetooth display visual buffer iOS 8 compatible iPad compatible optimized for the iPhone 6 and 6 plus coming soon to Android and the best part it's free Download the new Sorcerer Radio app version 4.0 downloaded for free Thank you for traveling with us. All Disney music all day long, Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Are you looking for some fun on Facebook with fellow Disney fans? Then you need to join the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. The Fun Zone is an exclusive online gathering place where young and old alike can come and share their love of all things Disney in a family friendly atmosphere. It'll also be your place for exclusive downloads, images, giveaways, and more. Join us online by going to Facebook.com and searching for Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. That's the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone, part of Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Hey, it's Greg Grunberg from, well, uh, where do we begin? Heroes, alias Star Wars. Yes, I said Star Wars. And you are listening to Sorcerer Radio. Welcome back to WDW Tea Room, the show about all things Disney on Sorcerer Radio. We're uh, always happy to have our Disney friends here on the program. And we've got a bunch of those Disney friends on archive for you to enjoy on demand at WDWTGroom.com. We've got all kinds of great interviews from Disney authors, artists, and celebrities as well. And right now, a fellow Tennessean who is uh, got a great passion for education Uh, We are very happy to welcome here, Diane. Diane, how are you?
2: I'm fine, thank you.
0: Now, Diane, it has a website uh, called DemagicalEducation.com, And Diane, not only are you a fellow volunteer from the great state of Tennessee, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your website and what you do?
2: Well, we are a website that's all actually about Disney. We believe that learning is fun, and um, anything can be fun. And when you go to Disney, you don't have to just go for the entertainment value. You can actually learn something, and it's fun to do that. So we have created um, several books uh, around Learning is Fun Disney, and we are taking individual um Aspects of it and kind of going more in depth so that when you look at those things, you know a little bit more about the history and story behind it.
0: Very nice um, Check it out. I mean, you know a lot of a lot of Disney fans We enjoy seeing all the hidden treasures in the Disney parks themselves We're big fans of Walt Disney and the little uh, Easter eggs he, he hides in there for us that we like to hunt and find but a lot of times uh, there's so much overload for children as they go into the parks with their parents or their loved ones, they go in and they explore and they're just automatically in shock and awe mode. My goodness, there are the characters and there's this big castle and there's all this other stuff going on. Um, I really appreciate what you're doing with the different books that you're offering on your website. Once again, at demagicaleducation.com. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the books that uh, you're offering Uh, to those that want to learn more about, uh, you know, how to uh, educate your children in the parks.
2: Sure. Well, I I will tell you, uh, put a teaser out. We are actually working with Disney at this point about some special books that we've created just for Disney to put in the parks. And that's still under um, negotiations. Uh, We've got people uh, negotiating and talking about that. And they are specifically about the pavilions at Epcot. Um, When you go into Epcot and go into those pavilions, go into that country and we have explored that and gone in depth with that as to how that ties back in to the country Uh, we call that the host country of that pavilion so just a little teaser that is going to hopefully come sometime in 2016 and that will be um, one of those things where you will buy a, a book about a specific pavilion and you'll probably have to go a couple of times to really get the full advantage of the whole Uh, experience so that's just a little teaser but um the books that we have currently that we've already finished uh we actually have three books about the parks i know that you know and you've been um, talking a lot about hollywood studios they're going on um uh, kind of a revamp mode so we are kind of holding off on that um, because it you know when you write a book it'll come obsolete daily uh, they're adding and taking away and changing and and just um, adding new stuff for people to get excited about so we've held off on Hollywood Studios a lot of it is because there might be a name change and <laughs> if you have a book that says Hollywood Studios and it's a different name that's not gonna go well so <laughs> right yeah, you know how that is. So we've completed the first three books on Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom and Epcot and those are just kind of um, self-guided tours to get you to go through along with the map and they're just some in-depth information and if you will ever read any of our books you'll know that we always like to put in some trivia, ask a couple of questions, get you thinking a little bit more than just your average surface information. So those are the three that we kind of Um, just general. Um, And now the other other books that we have, we have five books. We have our most popular one is probably Epcot Treats. And um, it is a 56-page colored book. And the exciting thing about it is that you can go to each pavilion at Epcot and not only taste the snacks, but you can also taste the candy um every pavilion but one has candy available at that pavilion and the one pavilion no. that doesn't have candy has a special snack but it's not really candy so do you know which one that is you
0: know that's a great question when you when you asked that i was thinking to myself what pavilion doesn't have candy in it There's
2: only one.
0: now pavilion i would think that when you say pavilion you mean country correct yes okay okay because i was thinking myself uh, yeah being being the different countries because i mean there is uh there is that other you know section there that you do have a a book about um uh, over there the outpost Um, but and so i'm trying to think candy oh goodness me what could that be there's only one
2: and all the rest of them have several different candies. And I believe probably Japan has the most candy.
0: I'm thinking Japan does too. Uh, you know, for the life of me, I can't imagine what that w- pavilion would be, what country that would be. It, it, it's certainly not Norway and China, Japan, Mexico, United States, Canada, uh, UK, um, and I know that I know that Morocco's got got to have some candy. Surely it's not Morocco.
2: It is Morocco. Really? They have um, candy dates, but they don't okay. consider that candy, but they don't have candy there.
0: Really? Wow. I never would have thought that because. Mm-hmm. Wow. OK, well, you see, now I'm learning, learning something myself today. It's
2: <laughs> it That's is fun. Like That's it right.
0: is fun. Uh, Diane Connington is our guest and you can find her once again at TheMagicalEducation.com The books are out there uh, They are priced very well and there's nothing like taking some of these books these guides in there as a family to gotcha. go through the different parks and to learn more about uh, the Disney parks learn what your likes and dislikes are so maybe upon your next trip uh, you can figure out what kind of things your, your children like and what they liked and maybe give you a really good snapshot um, and a little uh, keepsake uh, so That's that right. you can see how your child grows and, and, and develops over time. Um, not only do you have those, those great books, but you also have a challenge book, which I think is, is fascinating because I, yeah. love, I love challenges. I love uh, yes. uh, you know wait, going around the park like little scavenger hunts. Can you tell us a little more, more about that?
2: Yeah, I'm going to actually show that to you because all of our books are the same size. I don't okay. know if you can see it. Let me make sure that I, I hold it up. Yeah, um, sure. They're about eight and a half by six, and they were done that way intentionally so that you can fit them in backpacks, um, strollers, and they're just hand, good for your hands. They're not, not very big. Um, the challenge book, that's um, number one. We're going to have a challenge book for every park. But right now we just have it for the Magic Kingdom. And the um, challenge book uh, is really for those people that Um, love doing the autographs for all the characters, but they have a lot of those. They have stacks of books with autograph books over to the side, and um, some people get a little frustrated because they don't know what else to do. Our challenge book lets you go on a mini scavenger hunt, but it also has some really cool things like um, the one that I really love is the fact that you get an autograph from a princess that's dressed up a child you know little girls dress up as cinderella snow white and in this book now this book i will tell you uh, we have a, a client disclaimer on it it really needs to be filled out with an adult because you are asking other people guests in the park to sign your book and we are always about safety education is fun but you have to be safe and so we ask that an adult just helps you fill out this book and if you're an adult That's even better. You can fill out the book yourself. But, um, you know, there's a place for an autograph for people that, let's say, um, from your hometown. Try to find a cast member that would be from Nashville, Tennessee, and you get their signature. And that is um, a really exciting cross between finding this. And, and also having an autograph book. One more thing that we have in there that's really kind of cool is everybody loves hidden Mickey's. But how about making your own hidden Mickey, either with um, a, a cup of water and you know drawing it on the ground, and the, but take a picture so that you'll have it to show. But then you're leaving a hidden Mickey for somebody else to find. So oh, there you go. Those are kind of exciting things about our, our challenge book. So.
0: I really dig that so the concept is great and once again it's all about uh, education and learning not just teaching your kids something but something that you can interact with your children or your nieces and nephews and this is a great holiday season why not go ahead and prepare for your next Disney trip or even uh, you know, stock up on some really great activity books so that your family can get interactive in the park and put down the phone, put down these other things, and then really just get to uh, having a really great organic uh, learning challenge, which is always really fun. There's always something to learn. Um, once again, demagicaleducation.com. And uh, Diane, you've been... Um, so gracious uh, in the pre-interview to actually offer our listeners and our viewers something uh, that they can take home from your website. Uh, You want to tell our listeners and our viewers what it is?
2: Sure. We are going to be giving away... Two of any of our books on our website, we are going to offer um, two of your listeners uh, the chance to win any of the books that they want. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we have five books. I didn't go through them. Let me go through them real quick. We talked okay. about treats. We talked about the challenge book, and then we've got three books that are unusual. And we talked about that before. The outpost. Most people don't know about that. Um, the fireworks. They're in the middle of the of the Epcot. Um, uh, we'll Showcase Lagoon and the friendship books that go in that lagoon. So those are all books that you can um, order or you can win. And we're going to let them choose whichever one of the eight books that they would like um, with a giveaway just for being one of your listeners.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, you know, you guys also have social media as well, so why don't you go ahead and plug that really quick as well.
2: Well, if you'll just remember our name, we're a little bit unique. We are D Magical Education Dot com or D magical education on Facebook and also D magical education on Etsy so anywhere of those three places you can find us and just just to answer a quick question because I get this asked a whole lot did you say D magical education because Disney magical education no The reason we said D-Magical Education is because my sister works with me and we both have Diane and Deborah. So we just decided instead of using our names, we're going to just use our initials. So we are D-Magical Education.
0: that works just fine how about that now uh, I have to ask so you know you you talk about education and you talk about you know learning with your children uh, using the Disney parks as as a form to kind of get things going but you do have a background in education is that right
2: I do. I do. Um, actually, um, you're, you're here in, in Nashville, and I actually come from a long line of educators. Um, my great-grandmother was a um, one of the first st- um, teacher, school teachers here in Antioch, and she actually has an elementary school, Cole Elementary School in Antioch, named after her. So um, I have a, a, an older son that's 29, and then I have a 12- and a 13-year-old, and I actually homeschool, um, and I have... I have been on the board of directors for several homeschool um, co-ops, tutorials, and things of that sort. So that is where my education background comes from.
0: Okay. Well, very good. So you're like third generation teacher there. That's pretty neat. Um, Right on. So your love of Disney. Why Disney? Of all the different things you could have chosen to be interactive with your children, you you had to pick the Disney parks. I assume the love for Disney runs strong and runs uh, literally probably since you were a child. Can you give us a little bit about how you fell in love with Disney and why you chose Disney as the, the place to base your educational books on?
2: Yes, it's actually a very funny story. Um, when when um, my husband and I had never been to Disney, and I won't tell you our age, but we're a little bit older. And so, <laughs>
3: six
2: years ago, we were invited to Disney for a retirement party from my mother. And we'd never been, and we thought it was, you know, not that big a deal. look little Conewell under, you know, it's a little theme park, you know, we have Dollywood here. So we thought it's a little theme park, that didn't won't be any good deal. And we fell in love. It, We walk on that property, and you are in an immediate different world. Your family comes first. The TV takes a way back seat. Um, You know, you just fall in love with the fact that it's all magical. Everything's magical, no matter which park you go to. And it's not just the parks, but the resorts. They're so magical. They treat you so magically. And the um, Disney Springs, everywhere you go, Disney is about being magical. And so we fell in love with our... Um, experience there and then the more we got excited and looking around the more we decided you know there's a lot of things that get overlooked here and um, the Imagineers put so much information Uh, we have on our website uh, on Facebook we have an article that I wrote about the queue line for expedition Everest and there are so much information just in a queue line that people have worked so hard to put in there and it just gets overlooked. So we are all about uncovering the hidden treasures of Disney World. So that's where we fell in love and just kind of went hand in hand.
0: You have so much um, uh, to uncover because as as we know, as hardcore Disney fans and Disney parks fans specifically, that there are layers upon layers and layers of storytelling and education as Walt would say, uh, edutainment as it were, and uh, that's just great that you're doing that, and you're doing it in a fun and exciting way for children of all ages, uh, whether you're an adult, or you're just young at heart, or or you're, you've you got your kids, and like I said, uh, uh, great tools. Demagicaleducation.com once again is the place to go check it out, and an opportunity for you to win. In fact, if you click on our Facebook page as of today, this is our Black Friday special, uh, you'll be able to go to our Facebook page and like their Facebook facebook page that is a requirement you like their facebook page it qualifies you and then you can tweet it out and tell people about the website and that'll give you another entry into the uh into the contest to win these great books as well now because we are sorcerer radio and we ask this of all of our guests we have to ask about your favorite disney things we call this a disney lightning round are you ready to participate you ready oh, to go
2: I'm ready. I'm ready
0: okay your favorite disney character
2: I know this is going to sound so sad, but it's Mickey Mouse because he is the original. And my one of my favorite Walt Disney quotes is we cannot lose sight that it all started with a mouse. And so he is the cornerstone of Disney World. And so I'm just in Disneyland. He is my favorite.
0: Very good. Your favorite Disney film.
2: Well, the funny thing is, um, I think that we don't realize that there are people that are Disney Park fans, and there are people that are Disney movie fans. I have a 13-year-old daughter, and she's everything Disney, par- uh, Disney movies. I'm the parks, she's the movies. So I've really learned a lot. I'll tell you, Mary Poppins uh, was a real, um, unusual uh, movie that I thought was ahead of its time. And that is one of his more, um, I don't know how to say it, realistic movies. but. Uh, it's really exciting, and I really like the fact that uh, Cinderella is my favorite newest movie because okay. it, the, the uh, live
0: action, the live action Cinderella. Right.
2: we went from anim- we went when Walt Disney did animation, he took the real and did animation, and now we're doing it the opposite. We're taking his animation and making it real. So I mean, I <laughs>
0: that,
2: that's pretty cool, isn't it?
0: I loved it. It was such a great movie, and I thought it it was a great way to pay homage to the animated classic and it still kept the spirit of of the the animated you know what what Disney does so well is they they, they take these classic fairy tales from, you know, hundreds of years old and they modernize it and they have the definitive, you know, what will become a definitive version, uh, the animated classic, and now they have a live action version that holds up as also a definitive live action uh, representation of the animated classic, which is, which is lose, crazy to think about.
2: They didn't lose anything by changing it from that animation to the um, real life action Movie because you're right the special effects and the things that they did really kept true to the
0: movie really did really did I'm looking forward to the Jungle Book that's what I'm looking forward yes. to oh, yeah, that's uh, really cool. how about your favorite Disney attraction
2: Soren my favorite is Soren
0: so why is I'm that
2: down there before the sixth of January so I can see it again before they. <laughs> Um, i have always wanted a hang glide and um i am a little bit accident prone so my family has not allowed me to do that but when i get on soaring, i can be on a hang glider and i can just have a great time so
0: you I, don't white knuckle it you don't white knuckle it say i'm gonna fall off i gotta hang on for dear life <laughs>
2: i ride that every chance i get when i'm at the park I, That is it. my favorite ride. and here's something interesting we're talking yeah. about education so i have to throw it in there
0: mm-hmm.
2: um we were talking today i have an app on on my phone why I can actually ride soren uh, on YouTube when I'm at home since I can't write it at the parks and we were actually my children and I were talking about the score of Soren and when did the strings come in and how did it sound more um, Western you add the trumpets and things like that and that is a really cool thing again everything at Disney can just be fun and you can really have a good time learning about it and interesting things.
0: That is one of my favorite scores for Disney attraction because of how and you obviously if you're watching this on video you know I'm a musician so and I, I actually did study music education much like yourself I, I taught the uh, high school marching band for a little while but I can tell you that I love the score for Soren because of how it does transition from one place to the next and as it transitions the music changes and the uh, the 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 tempo remains the same, but the flavor, the flavor changes from, from place to place, which I love. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So we'll probably play a little sore in here after our interview. So we'll do that. So how about your favorite Disney food or snack?
2: Wow. That's hard because, you know, I just wrote that book about all the different (laughs) snacks
0: I hear it's the most popular one.
2: (laughs) It's the most popular one because it's not – some people want something younger to do with their children. And there are – you know, there's a lot of things out there about drinking around the world and the different um, alcoholic beverages that are available at Disney uh, World Showcase. But um, the snack that I think I like the most is anything caramel at the Werther's um, store in Germany. That I mean, you just walk in and the smell is just unbelievable.
0: I love fresh caramel popcorn from there. I love it. I, anything I, 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 anything yeah.
2: caramel at that store that's it's I,
0: just it's it's hard to avoid. Uh I'll be honest. I it's one of my favorites. Last but not least, your favorite Disney fun fact. Since we're talking about the books and education, your favorite oh, Disney fun fact. You have one.
2: Difficult. Okay, I'll tell you because um, I think it's an often overlooked fun fact. Uh, Everybody, you know, Magic Kingdom is one of the most, the most popular theme park in the world. Um, And uh, at Magic Kingdom, they have so many visitors every day. And if you didn't know, which you probably know, being the Disney Disney aficionado that you are, um, there is a um, statue of Mickey and Walt up toward the castle. And there's also a a statue of Roy, his brother, and Minnie right at the entrance to to Main Street. And there is a theory that, um, you know, Walt Disney did not get to um, see Disney World be built. He just had the. uh plans and then the dream and roy came in and helped make it a reality and they say that mickey and and walt look down the main street and they see minnie and roy and walt saying roy complete the dream and that's a really cool thing that it's tied in from the beginning to the end and that they you know uh he worked so hard to help his brother's dream become a reality i think that's really cool
0: wow you know what after all the years I knew about the statues there but I didn't know the story behind them. Really? And I feel, yeah, I really, I've, I actually learned something now. I might lose some Disney cred with some of the hardcore <laughs> listeners out there but I don't care. I just really enjoyed that story and I do appreciate cool? it. I, I, cool. It is very cool. So uh, once again, dmagicaleducation.com, a great website. Uh, feel free to bookmark it. Order your books. We encourage you to uh, order many of those books so you have a ton of fun uh, with your family whether you just want to learn more about the park or just uh, chronicle your vacation and what things you like or don't like and more importantly just share it with your kids and have them participate get interactive put down the video game and really uh, start interacting and having family fun uh, together in the Disney parks Diane Coddington is my guest TheMagicalEducation.com is the website get those books today and thank you so much for putting up those uh, contest uh, books as well that to fun. give away we're we'll
2: glad do. to get it out
0: there. Absolutely. We'll announce the winners in an upcoming program. In the meantime, we'll probably end up taking this uh, contest all the way uh, to Christmas. And that way uh, you all uh, can get uh, get uh, a lot of time and, 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 and enter every day. Because uh, you, you can uh, enter once a day uh, with our raffle that is going on on our website at WWT Room And it's very simple. Just click that link, like their website. And, uh, and, and tweet out about it and share it over social media for more chances to win. So thank you so much, Diane, for your time, our fellow Tennessean, and uh, hopefully come back when you're you're ready to release another book. And uh, we'd love to have you back to talk more Disney.
2: Thank you, thank you and
0: you have a good day. You too. Right. Bye-bye. The WDW Tiki Room with Kristen and Al John. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sorcerer Radio, SRsounds.com. Extra show stuff so great show great interviews and great contests don't forget to register to win tony's book disney by the numbers at DisneyBythenumbers.com. the also available using our amazon link and also check out The Magical Education and check out all their books at DemagicalEducation.com. Now, Kristen, tell us once again about this contest of yours at disney.com.
1: You can win from Joffrey's Coffee, which is the official coffee of the Disney parks and resorts. You can win a travel mug, and it also comes with a pound of the French Bistro Coffee. So it's either great to keep yourself or you can give it as a gift to somebody.
0: I like it. Also, check out JediMasketeer.com, my website, and you'll have an opportunity to win, just in time for Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, awesome limited edition print from Brian Root, Star Wars Disney Marvel artist extraordinaire and good friend of the show and talented artist. You've seen his artwork all over the place at D Street, at the Art of Disney, and so many more places. I can't even, on boxes of the favorite Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel stuff that you buy. For your kids and for yourself, <laughs> he does that stuff. So, uh, just in time for Star Wars: A Force Awakens. So, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening to us on Sorcerer Radio, and happy holidays. We'll have a couple more shows before the end of the year. So, enjoy the, this little bonus content. Hope you like all of our contests that we're giving you for the holidays. Okay, I'm Al John,
1: and I'm Kristen. And
0: we'll, we'll see, see you real soon. soon. Oh. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.
1: Listen to WDW Tiki Room, the show about all things Disney. Fridays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on Sorcerer Radio. I'm Kristen.
0: I'm Al John. Join us for discussions on the Disney parks,
1: food news, travel deals and tips, attractions and event news, and more. Time to do the must-do. Woo! Or should I say, must
0: do? Leave your show comments, requests, and discussion topics on our new voicemail. Call 850-888-Tiki. That's 850-888-8454.
1: You can also post your questions, comments via Twitter and Facebook, WDW Tiki Room.
0: WDW Tiki Room, the show about all things Disney, Fridays at 8 a.m., 5 Pacific, with an encore presentation, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific.
1: On Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com.
0: Podcast now available on iTunes.
3: Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join We Geeks and the geek revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weebie Geeks Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebieGeeks.net. Weebie Geeks, your voice for the geek revolution. Want to know more? I'm a Jedi.
0: Like my father before me. Are you a fan of Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel? Well, look no further than JediMasketeer.com. On the geeky fan site, you'll find the latest news, videos, information on movies, comics, and more. Check out JediMasketeer.com and follow him on Twitter at
3: JediMouseKeteer, a proud partner of Sorcerer Radio. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always.